good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cuff, Henry Cutter, Because all the hippies are trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot, and we discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues, and I want to say this portion is supported by Minsure. We are a couple of talking, po- oh, I just, I was reading the whole thing, uh, Angelica, uh, I read the directions, I should be reading Need health insurance but don't know where to start? Minsure has free expert help uh, that will walk you through your options and find a plan that saves you money. Uh, and Helica, I was going to read here are a couple talking points to read live. So, hey, it's Monday. And I want to uh, welcome, o- uh, I want to say Ogama all the time. And Helica, who's working uh, here on um Native Ritz Radio 2, and she's going to be doing the news today, and I just want to welcome Angelica with the news you don't hear anywhere else. Welcome, Angelica. Awesome. Thank you so much, Robert. Uh, welcome, everyone. My name is Angelica Allery, Nibi Nabekwe, Ndishnakaz, Maingan Ndudem. So I have a few um, things to share today. So after 2.5 years of legal battles, the state of South Dakota has finally and officially dismissed all charges against president and CEO of NDN Collective, Nick Tilson. Tilson, um, who is a part of the Oglala Lakota Nation, and 21 other treaty defenders were charged with misdemeanors misdemeanors of a July 3rd, 2020 protest when former President Donald Trump visited the Black Hills as part of Trump's speaking event at Mount Rushmore for an Independence Day celebration. Tilson was the only person um, to be charged with felonies from alleged robbery and assault of a law enforcement officer. Here's a quote from Tilson himself. The fact that I've gone from facing 17 years in prison to all charges dismissed is not a coincidence or an act of justice. It's evidence that the charges were bogus from the start. We only won because we had effective tools and a strong network to fight them and did not back down until we had exhausted the system that was built to exhaust us. For any listeners who don't know, NDN Collective is an Indigenous-led organization dedicated to building Indigenous power through organizing, activism, philanthropy, grant-making, capacity-building, and narrative change. We are creating sustainable solutions on Indigenous terms. Next, we will cover information collected by the Missing and Murdered Native Hawaiian Women's and Girls Task Force report and what the U.S. um, and U.S. military's involvement. So here's some facts that you may not know, but more than a quarter of missing and and, uh, missing girls in Hawaii are Native Hawaiian. Hawaii has the eighth highest rate of missing persons per capita in the nation at 7.5 missing people per 100,000 residents. The average profile of a missing child in Hawaii is 15-year-old female who is Native Hawaiian missing from Oahu. In 2019 um, was the first time a law enforcement in Hawaii conducted a criminal intervention into sexual predators through Operation Keiki Shield. One of the more disturbing findings of the report was the role of service members in the abuse of children. This uh, information is publicly avail- available um, data and that was um, discovered here in the 2022 report um, that showed that 38% of those arrested for soliciting sex online from law enforcement posing as a 13-year-old um, during undercover operations were actually active duty military personnel. The report said, <clears throat> since then, the 2019 operation Keiki Shield offered Officials say there have been 28 arrests and 16 convictions so far. Um, Since then, in 2022, this past year, um, was the first time a U.S. military officer was held accountable for trafficking Native American girls. Native Hawaiians are formally recognized by the federal government as 
Indigenous people impacted by the MMIWG crisis. And that is um, just this past year. So um, there's a lot of uh, movement that needs to come further to, um, you know, help um, in the search and justice for missing and murdered Indigenous relatives, but also to um, be in support and be there for our our Native sisters, uh, men, women, and children. So another <clears throat> news um, article that we had come across is a new film about Chief Standing Bear from the Ponca Tribe. So the Ponca Tribe of Nebraska and the Ponca Tribe of Oklahoma formally approved the creation of the historical drama to depict the 1879 landmark trial of Standing Bear versus the United States of America. The trial helped establish the rights for all Native Americans to be considered uh, human beings under the U.S. law. I Am a Man is an important Native American story that needs to be told. We are proud to offer our film incentive to such a project, said Jennifer Lauren, Senior Director of Cherokee Nation Film and its original content. Some more interesting information that we have that I'd like to talk with Robert Pilot about is um, that the St. Paul School Board has ended um, $9 million in investment in fossil fuels, citing equity and justice. The school board has also voted not to invest in private prisons. The school district doesn't invest in prisons currently, but the vote will prevent that from happening in the near future. And I'd like to ask uh, Mr. Robert Pilot, what do you think about that? First of all, I want to say you're doing a great job, Angelica. And what I think about that is being a former St. Paul public school teacher um, is it's really important who you elect all the way from uh, school board all the way up to president. And the school board's making these kind of decisions, Angelica, uh, that we're proud of being former alumni of the St. Paul schools. Um, that makes me happy that they they see these things um, and do are doing what they say they're going to do. And, you know, who you elect in school boards is so important, right? Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, and I, you know, um, am a former student of St. Public Schools, and I can say that I am um, really grateful to hear that, that type of news and to carry it forward and to present that for all of you who are listening. Um, uh, we can make change, and it's it's very true. Right, and voting, that's why we talk about here on uh, Native Roots uh, Radio is how important it is to vote and have uh, people that are like-minded um, represent you. And so if you're not... You know, if you're not in the game, if you're not in the ta- on the table, you're being what's served. So, you know, we have to um, really stay awake, you know. And we don't use that as a negative con- condemnation here at, on Native Roots Radio. We are awake. And uh, so everyone, great job uh, in Minnesota and especially St. Paul about voting in some progressive people that uh, don't talk on both sides of their mouth. You know, they're they're doing things that they say they're going to do, and they're also um, – I'm proud of being uh, – living in St. Paul and here the school board's not going to be supporting pipelines and, and all these things that uh, that they shouldn't be, you know. The, they shouldn't be, uh, you know, fossil fuels, equity, and justice. Those are big things that, you know, an inner-city school um, is all about, and it's good to see the leadership uh, take uh, take that uh, – take that stance so in helica how's it how's it going is this is like you've been on the show a bunch of times how's it going with the news there how, how are you liking that is it ogama makes it seem easy doesn't she yeah no it's um i can see how things might be able to run more smoothly but um it is my first time so um thank you for uh thank you all to uh, thank you to all the listeners for you know cutting me some slack no <laughs> you know it's really um, What's really cool, Angelica, too, I got to say this. We're on five days a week. So if I have like a really, really terrible show, then I can, and to, I don't have to think about it all week like I used to when we first came on. We were only on once a week. Now I go, oh, well, that show is gone. All right, let's go do the next one and do better. But you did great. I can't wait. Uh, you always have to get that first one under your belt. And I uh, really appreciate you and re- really appreciate you coming aboard and helping out. Uh, it's a big deal. And like uh, Alice said, Alice is one of our positive people. Great job, Angelica. 
All right. Hey, you're, we're hey listening guys. to Native Ritz. Are you listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents? I'm awake. And up next, Ruth Buffalo. We're checking in with Ruth. We'll be right back after the short break. Stay with us. I heard sex trafficking happens a lot in Indian country. What is that? Here are some of the real reasons why sex trafficking happens in Indian country. Unequal gender roles that were forced on us by colonization. Communities don't have enough resources. Silence around domestic and sexual violence. Lack of attention and justice for missing and murdered indigenous people. There's a lot of behavior that keeps our communities out of balance. These are just a few true reasons why Native communities are targeted by traffickers. When these acts of violence happen in our communities, it opens us all up for exploitation. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Health insurance that fits my budget? I'm covered. I needed health coverage I could count on and afford. Minsure helped me find a plan that works for me, and they helped me save money. Did you know that most Minnesotans qualify for savings through Minsure? And they have free experts who can help you sign up for coverage. Go to Minsure.org today and get started and get covered. That's MNSure.org. MNSure.org. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, uh, this portion is supported by Hauling for Wolves, uh, making uh, wolves a tradition here. And also the portion of the show is brought to you by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. We have uh, Ruth Buffalo with us, and we are so excited. We haven't talked to you in a, in a couple of weeks. Ruth, welcome, and uh, what a great battle you put on there. Gerrymandering is a thing, and um, we're really excited that you're on, and I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks, and, uh, you know, um, it's it, we know you're going to land on your feet and, uh, and do a lot of good things uh, forward. So thank you so much for stopping in, uh, really, and uh, you are an idol of mine, and um, I idolize you, and you've been doing great work for these last years and years, so great to have you on again. Uh, thank you. Um, it's good to good to be in this virtual space with you. And um, yeah, always a, an honor to be asked to come back on the show. So thank you for inviting me. Uh, absolutely. So uh, our, your last election uh, didn't go the way we wanted it to, but the journey's the reward. And um, I feel like you were out there going, you know, I was watching your videos every day and you were knocking on those doors and, and really engaging people and... Um, I don't know. It was just heartwarming to see all that great work and all the support that you got from your family and the people that support you there and number one family. Yes. Yeah. I'm so thankful for all of the supporters and, um, you know, our ancestors, those that have gone before us, our creator, family for sure. Um, and the many friends I've made throughout this political um, arena, but yes, definitely um, the work does not stop. Um, the work continues, although the temporary title um, goes. And so uh, we've been really busy here in the Fargo-Moorhead area, um, making sure that our relatives are are safe and, and getting connected to resources. Um, we have, a, a unfortunately, an overrepresentation of our unhoused relatives um, who 
still get targeted for sex and human trafficking. So it's a very real issue that um, that we see day in and day out here in the Fargo-Moorhead metro. You know, it's important for me, too. We have Ayana, who's uh, working in the back background. She's doing stuff in the background. Who's uh, She's 16. We have Angelica on here, who's a young warrior. Um, and you are such a great uh, example. And I've always said that to you and, like, the lieutenant governor here is, like, thank you for put, sticking your neck out there. And and you look like the people, you know, you know you're know, you representing people that look like you. And that's a huge deal. Um, so, I mean, I'm always emotional um, on the show, it seems like. But I really, really, truly mean that, that um, – you uh, really are doing great work and you're sticking your neck out there. And it's uh, hard for me to uh, complete my sentences right now, but you're doing great, uh, Ruth. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I have my um, oldest daughter here um, not far from me and she's 19. And so um, it, yeah, it definitely um, puts things into perspective and, I thank you so much for your kind words, and it's it's amazing to to meet you, um, Angelica, virtually. You know, being 16, that you know makes me almost get teary eyed too, because um, I'm just trying to do the best I can from within my reach, and I am a mom, and so um, I like to take my kids with me to the different things that I'm involved with involved in when I can. And so my um, 19 year old daughter has been with me during all of my kids and husband, mom, sisters, brothers, everybody has been with me. Uh, We first stepped into this political arena in 2016. Um, I was just looking to get involved with the native vote in North Dakota. Um, Was just finishing up grad school at NDSU in public health and then was asked to run for office. And at that time we were organizing a peaceful demonstration, a classmate and I, um, both of us moms, but just really wanted to prevent um, unkind rhetoric uh, from trickling back into the classrooms from um, an unkind comedian's show. And so the venue wasn't up for canceling the, the show. And so we just did the next best thing, which was a peaceful demonstration across the street. And, um, but our thinking then was, you know, how, and when will things change, you know, because we didn't want our children to go through the same things we experienced. And of course, you know, we always want better for the next generation. So that's really been at the heart of a lot of these efforts that um, force us to get out, step outside of our comfort zone. So. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I, I, I just I guess I'm excited, too, for your future, too, because uh, I know you know a lot of cool people out there, um, uh, you know, that will support you in the future here. So I'm excited to, uh, to see what's next for Ruth Buffalo. And, um, I know you probably have stuff cooking you don't want to talk about, but, uh, I'm excited for you because, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are out there, uh, and you're a doer and, um, you're a doer and I know you're, you're involved in a lot of things and, um, yeah, I'm just really excited for you and excited to hear what's coming up next. Yeah, thank you. I, I really don't have a, um, there are different options out there, but um, like I mentioned earlier, the, the work continues and it's really to find ways to keep our relatives safe and protected um, and to find long-term solutions, So, which really calls for addressing the upstream root causes to a lot of the, the issues that we face today. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. I know one of my um, sister friends has encouraged me, you know, during this time to, to rest and she calls it uh, revolutionary rest. But, you know, I've, I've tried to get some of that into, but what's been interesting to me is that since the election um, I've had constant, um, which I'm thankful for. I've had constant um, inquiries and people reaching out who need help um, more more than before. And so um, just trying to do our best to connect, be a connector, connect people to local resources. But we're also finding um, a lot of strong and loud gaps within existing systems. And so, you know, definitely want to continue partnering with other 
organizations and agencies, but really trying to find ways to prevent um, further tragedies from happening on all fronts. So, Yeah, and you know, it's crazy, Ruth. Uh, we have uh, this next week here in Minnesota, it's going to be colder than uh, cold. And what about our our homeless people, you know, we weren't homeless until 1492. And a lot of, uh, if you remember a few years ago, we had a lot of that going on in, um, in Minneapolis with the wall of forgotten natives. And, um, it's just that time of year where we're just worried about our relatives that are out there in the cold too. Yeah, definitely. Um, it really is a sense of urgency and, um, you know, we do have to find um, long-term solutions rather than, you know, just Band-Aids. And it's still something, you know, um, what the work that has been and is being done. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely seeing um, loud gaps within the system. And so how do we approach that in a good way and, and um, educate those within those structures that change needs to happen and maybe the way things are being done are not particularly working. And so how do we find new approaches and um, think outside of the box, so to speak, but nothing new to, to, to our indigenous communities because our indigenous communities are very much rooted in, in um, an already existing and sophisticated and comprehensive lens that includes everybody and, you know, is really a, strong in spirituality and and community and family and so yeah it's um we definitely have a lot of work to do <laughs> but um <clears throat> we have to continue moving forward for future generations exactly i wonder if my uh i'm going to put ayana and angelica on the spot here in this last minute ayana is 16 and angelica is in her early 20s uh ayana do you have anything to say to to Representative Ruth Buffalo. Yeah, the work you're doing is so good. I mean, you really seem like you're like for the people and that's what we really need, especially in like communities. I know that I'm looking to people like you, like older women who are doing good work in the community and we need, we need more of that. Well, yeah. <laughs> No, thank you. Um, my name is Angelica, and um, I'm a young woman here in the um, local uh, Twin Cities. But I just want to say thank you again. And even um, you've done a lot of uh, ground uh, grassroots work to b help build our communities and also to give voices to those who maybe don't have um, a voice or a platform to be heard, but to move um, move issues up. And even if, you know, we're not um, in, you know, have these big titles or whatever, it doesn't mean that we have less of an impact on um, in our communities uh, and then also in surrounding surrounding areas. So I just want to let you know that um, I really appreciate you um, and the work that you're doing and also identifying identifying those areas where uh, we're lacking, where, where there's, you know, not enough resources, um, not enough um you know, talk about certain issues and then not stopping. And so you're giving me uh, inspiration and a lot of our, our viewers as well. Thank you. A few things came to mind real quick is just how important it is to mentor and to lift each other up, especially the next generation, because, you know, all of the experiences that we face or, you know, my legislative experience really doesn't amount to anything if I'm not helping or teaching the next generation coming up, you know, to share that knowledge and also so important to support our Indigenous women state legislators and um, across the gamut, you know, at the federal level, state level, every level of government, um, because those structures were not meant for us, as you know, and so it's so important that we do continue to support our sisters who are currently serving in public office. State Senator, State Representative, I always want to say Senator. See, I, I can't get away from that either. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm looking forward to seeing you every week here on Native Roots Radio whenever possible uh, to give us an update. So it's great seeing you again, and thank you so much for stopping in. You're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. Up next, Dr. Stately of Native American Community Clinic.
Hey, Wendy, what are we doing for dinner after the show? How about we go to Jay Selby's on 169 Victoria Street in St. Paul. They have a delicious plant-based menu that's compassionate and environmentally sustainable. I'm getting their spot-on vegan Big Mac, the dirty secret. You can pick up and they deliver within a five-mile radius, or you can call them at 651-222-3263 or visit jayselbys.com. Well, you sold me one. Let's go order at Jay Selby's tonight. I'm hungry. Health insurance that fits my budget? I'm covered. I needed health coverage I could count on and afford. Minsure helped me find a plan that works for me, and they helped me save money. Did you know that most Minnesotans qualify for savings through Minsure? And they have free experts who can help you sign up for coverage. Go to Minsure.org today and get started and get covered. That's MNSure.org. MNSure.org. Hi, Minnesota. This is David Pakman, and you can catch my show weekdays at 2 p.m. for the latest in political news on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Winter is here, and there's a good chance your home isn't being heated efficiently. And it's likely because of air sealing and insulation problems. Inadequate attic insulation is the leading contributor to high energy bills, cold rooms, and ice dams. Great news. The energy-efficient pros at Snap Construction can fix it all. Stop the heat from leaking out and save. Call 612-333-SNAP or visit snapconstruction.com for your free infrared energy inspection. Install with Snap Construction and qualify for over $750 in rebates and incentives. State and city programs are now offering 0% financing for qualifying insulation upgrades. So call Snap Construction for your free insulation energy consultation and start saving on your energy bills. Call 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP. Or visit snapconstruction.com. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed insulation and exterior contractor in the metro area. Visit snapconstruction.com. Tis the season to be jolly, and nothing makes me jollier than a clean home. If you just had Thanksgiving at home, you're probably still assessing the headaches your holiday company caused to your carpets, tiles, and maybe even the upholstery. And now you have less than a month before it's going to happen all over again. Call Zero Res today and ask for the AM950 special and free room Zero Resify for just $119. That's a $50 savings. And don't forget those air ducts. Take another $75 off your air duct service to get them zero res clean. Also, are you looking for last minute gift ideas? Give your loved ones a zero res gift card to spread the zero res clean cheer. Call 952-ZERO-RES or visit ZeroResMinnesota.com to schedule your appointment today and beat the holiday rush. Lastly, now is the best time to book ZERO-RES for your year-end office cleaning and get you ready to provide your employees and patrons a clean and safe environment for 2023. Are you remote workers putting your company at risk? Not sure what steps to take to secure your data? Hi, Mark Sommerfeld from Rymark. The Rymark team is guiding our clients through these difficult times. In fact, demand has been so high, we created an easy-to-follow guide with the five steps to securely work from home. It's yours free. Download our five steps to securely work from home now at rymarkit.com or call 651-328-8900 for a no-cost how-to discussion. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Snow tapers off, clearing skies, low of 1 above, with wind chills down to 12 below. Then sunny on Tuesday, cold with a high of 5 above, wind chills of 15 below. Whether you're dining in or dining out, eat local Minnesota restaurants and food purveyors will make your next meal one to remember. Visit the full list of Eat Local Minnesota restaurants and food purveyors at eatlocalminnesota.com. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, this portion is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. And we are really happy to have Dr. Stately on tonight. Dr. Stately, welcome to Dr. Stately. You're the CEO of the Native American Community Clinic, and here in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, and you do a lot of great things. And uh, you know, uh, you have deep roots here in Indian Country in in Minnesota, and it's always great to talk to you. Um, 
you took over my show last week. We still owe you a, a paycheck, but uh, you know how things are in the mail. These days, it gets a little slow. Ho Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Dr. Stately. <laughs> We're like, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's probably the Pony Express should probably deliver it in about uh, two two years, maybe. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you for um, welcoming me. And um, yes, it's true. I am the executive officer of the Native American Community Clinic and have all kinds of really great um, uh, staff. And I have a wonderful opportunity to do amazing work in partnership with them. So privileged to be here. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, I can't help but uh, start this off in a little gray uh, kind of uh, cloudy area of how cold it is right now and our relatives out there that are uh, homeless. I I just have to put tobacco out and really, you know, think of them. And I know uh, the community or the Native American Community Clinic is right on Franklin. And we have a lot of our relatives that are homeless that are uh, on Franklin Avenue. Yes, we do. Um, So yes. um, uh, Good reminder for us to, um, try to be good relatives and check on our elders. Um, many of our elders, um, sometimes they can't afford to pay for heat. So even though they might be living in cyber homes, they are, they may be living in, in a, in a home, they may not be warm. They may not have the resources to stay warm. So check on them and check to make sure that they have heat, that they have, um, functioning heat. We, every winter when it gets really cold, like this kind of weather, you know, like I call it like bone chilling cold, like, you know, everything like, you know, you're, it's so cold that your Levi's like they make like your pants. Like when you walk, they go, they, those things crunch too. They're like, <laughs> um, you know, that's Good how you know it's effect. really cold. Good sound <laughs> effects. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. When your jingle dresses don't even jingle. That's how cold it is. Those things are frozen right in spot. Um, but um, like checking on them to make sure that they have effective um, heating um, implements too. Like a lot of people at this time of year, they'll do things like they'll burn fires inside their houses, right? To stay warm out of desperation. And then they die of carbon monoxide um, poisoning. There's all kinds of ways in which people... The, the this type of weather makes people more vulnerable, especially if they don't have the resources to be able to, you know, protect themselves from the elements. You know, um, help your relatives out, bring them um, food, bring them um, uh, uh, wood to keep themselves warm if they can. Um, bring them an electric blanket if that's the only thing that will work. Um, you know, bring them some food, some warm food. Um, if they don't have the ability to heat their homes, you can heat their, heat their bodies by eating warm food. And just check on them, especially our, our elders are so vulnerable right now. Yeah, doctor, yeah go ahead, Dr. Staley. Sorry. Well, I was, well, was going to say our, our big houseless population in the Twin Cities and throughout Minnesota is really vulnerable at this time. So if you have the ability to help, um, lend a sleeping bag, a tent, um, some warm clothing, some food, um, you know, it's it's the season of giving. So give and um, would be a good relative and help other people. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, when you see somebody out there struggling, throw them a couple bucks, you know. I mean, really, uh, that can go a long way. And there's people out there homeless that are out there um, not by choice, most of them, you know, and we have to really be respectful as uh, they are human beings and they're our relatives. Also, it's a really good point, Dr. Stately, uh, about, you know, checking in not only with our elders, but our elders for sure to see uh, if people need anything because it's crazy because we're in a recession. Your dollar doesn't go as far either, you know, and the mm-hmm. bill and gas has gone up. Natural gas has gone up and the wages and uh, these uh, checks that our elders get aren't going up. Yep. Yep. So these are the times in which we um, need to remember the teachings of our ancestors, which is like, you know, we, we, survive these times we get through these times by pulling together and sharing what we have and struggling together and protecting one another and doing everything we can to to ensure that you know 
um, that are, there's a future generation. Uh, so. Yeah, I wanted to, um, or do you mind if I add something as well? Sure, um, absolutely. Yeah, we were talking, or I, you guys were talking about, um, you know, donating money. Um, one thing I learned from my mom and um, Shantina, I think is, I believe um, some of her comments are, you know, donating like water, blankets, remembering water. People get dehydrated in the winter too. Um, mm -hmm. in the, you know, where you're like little sunglasses areas in your car, sometimes my mom will, and me, mm -hmm. I've learned is put a few dollars in there. And then, you know, during the time, if I see someone on the corner of the street who needs some, you know, bus money or bus fare, or just some extra money for food or water, um, I make sure to do that. Um, but then I also seen on Facebook, um, some ladies in the community who have built like, um, Ziploc bags full of like snacks, um, non-perishable food items, um, you know, so like a scarf. Um, I also have extra, you know, of those hand warmers, you know, to like put in those mm -hmm. bags. Um, and just like a little goodie bag is always a really great idea. Um, as well as uh, feminine hygiene products too, for our women who, um, you know, who need that um, extra, um, extra care during their monthly cycle. Yeah. Yep. There's, um, Many of us, NAC, is, NAC certainly has an outreach team that goes out in the evenings and um, visits our unsheltered relatives. Um, another number of other organizations here, I believe um, Indigenous People's Task Force has one, American Indian Development Corporation has one, the ICDC, um, and their program, their houses program, Homeward, Homeward Bound, MIWC, I believe, has them. So think about all those outreach people, too, that are sort of kind of out there braving the cold, walking walking on the avenue and then the streets of South Minneapolis, bringing those things to our relatives, trying to um, ensure that they're safe and that they're warm. They have something to eat and they have something that will protect them from the, from the elements. Um, and, you know, you don't have to give money. You can um, keep a case of water bottles in your car. You can, um, you can keep um, snacks, extra snacks or extra whatever inside your car and just hand them to people. Um, uh, you can offer um, somebody your leftover lunch if you leave, you know, a restaurant and have half a sandwich that you didn't eat. Um, offer that to somebody because somebody else could probably use it. So it just takes, it's kind of like somebody made a comment in the chat here. It's like you don't have to have a lot to be able to share. Um, you can share what you have, what little you have. And sharing what little we have is exactly what we're taught, which is to give something with ourselves. Make an offer, right? So. Wow. Really good points, both of you, Angelica. I like uh, what you said, too, about having some spare stuff ready to go, because that's one of the things um, a lot of times we have to drive around the block, and sometimes it's dangerous, you know, because of traffic to uh, to donate to our, our relatives that really are out there. And, um, you know, it's mm -hmm. it's really hard right now with the weather it is weather the way it is right now but i'm glad uh you've named a bunch of organizations in minneapolis that are really doing an outstanding job and seeing uh dr stately uh, how our relatives are, are are doing and that's that warms my heart to hear that yeah i think it's also a period of time when it is very dangerous for those um those of our relatives that are struggling with addiction um, oftentimes they, you know, they, they might, because their families or their loved ones or even maybe they're not living with loved ones or living with other people, they, they get kicked out or ostracized from the, you know, from a safe space and they're out there living on the street. Um, in these moments and times, it can be really difficult for them. They, they're more vulnerable to overdosing and more vulnerable to dying because of the elements. Um, and so just kind of like being, you know, mindful of that, thoughtful about that. Um, if you if you work for an organization or you work for um, or work in a community where you have a fair number of people who are sort of like you see them come through your doors or they <clears throat> inhabit the environment where you work, encourage your employer, encourage your coworkers to do things like, you know, get trained to use Narcan, um, carry Narcan on you. You never know when you may need to resuscitate and, um, and help a relative who is accidentally overdosed. And, you know, if they start to go into overdose and they're outside in the elements, maybe they don't die from overdose, but they could die from freezing to death. So it's just kind of like those are important things to try to remember as well. 
Right, exactly. And I remember my drinking days too. I could uh, I wear my um, muscular shirt and a suit coat, and it's forty degrees below zero, and not really feel it. You know, because Holy. that's the way I was at Jeez. those discos. Jeez, <laughs> that image! I can't get that image out of my head of you in a muscular t-shirt and a suit coat. Did you have those little pointy black shoes too that were really big? Yes. I can't remember what they were called, but there were two colors. Um, what the heck are those called? Uh, Anyways, I'll have to Google that. They're called wingtips, aren't they? Wingtips? Yep. Yep, definitely. But uh, yeah, I was jamming. The, the 70s were uh, 60s, 70s. They were good to me. Yeah. That's why I sobered up in 1984. Hey, Dr. Stately, can you do another segment here with us? <laughs> <laughs> they were they were good to you, not necessarily all the people around you. That's right. That's right. And uh, well, yes, I'll stay with you for another section. Right on. Hey, we're with Doctor Stately and Helica and Ayana, and uh, this is Native Ritz Radio for some time awake, and we'll be right back after this short break. Please stay with us. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. As we head towards colder weather, it's important to make sure you're up to date on vaccinations and protected from COVID-19. The Native American Community Clinic is now administering the updated Pfizer Bivalent Booster. The updated Bivalent Booster helps protect against the original COVID-19 strain and against newer Omicron variants. And it will help restore protection that has decreased since previous vaccinations. People age 5 and older are now recommended to get an updated Bivalent Booster dose at least two months after their last COVID-19 shot. That means the bivalent booster may be given after a person's primary series or after their last booster shot, regardless of what brand you received before. Even if you've already had COVID-19, you should get vaccinated. Right now, at the Native American Community Clinic, you can get COVID-19 vaccines, including updated boosters, at the same visit as other vaccines. However, if you've received a recent monkeypox vaccine, you may need to wait four weeks before you can get a COVID-19 vaccine, and you should discuss this with your provider. Schedule your vaccination appointment with the Native American Community Clinic by calling 612-872-8086. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves. Please join Howling for Wolves on Wolf Day, Tuesday, February 7th, 2023 at the Minnesota State Capitol. You could sign up on Howling for Wolves event page. Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. Dr. Stately, did that sound like four of us howling? Do I have to read this uh, copy again? I think I do. Everybody ready now? Yeah. Hey, this uh, portion of the show is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, uh, bringing wolves uh, and protecting wolves for future generations. How? Oh, now that sounded like a bunch of us. That was a good one, you guys. Thank you so much. Hey, I'm here with Dr. Stately, CEO of Native American Community Clinic. Um, here in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, and we uh, are talking about wolves here, you know, and Alice is going to be attending the Wolf Day online, so we're excited, and it's always great to hear Wendy on the show, even though she's uh, not on the show, so it's awesome to hear her. So welcome back, Dr. Stately. Thank you. They wanted me to howl again, and here he is, my little <laughs> baby, right here. Where he is? Oh. <laughs> came running down the stairs. I don't know when we howl. He expects a treat treat now, I think, like some kind of message to him. 
Right. When we howl, our cat comes. I don't know. I don't get that, but uh, yeah, that's very odd. <laughs> your cat sounds your cat sounds like a wolf. I know, and she was. So I love cute. your cat. It has like a little whiskey voice. It reminds me. Uh, of is this kind of wiki? She sounded had an aunt that had a whiskey voice. Yes, she sounded like a little bird when she was younger, but the older she got, she sounds like she smokes Marlboros and has a little whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like you know, she had some cool shades and you know, yeah, <laughs> some nice mocks hey. that she wears. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Some sacred yeah. mocks. Hey, uh, I was going to say that, and I forgot to mention in our last session, so I'll say it now. Like we are in the midst of like the confluence of three very, very dangerous respiratory um, conditions right now here in the state of Minnesota, but also across like across the entire United States. Um, well, actually, there's been a little bit of a downward, um, downward trend, not significant, not great. Don't like throw parties right now. So, uh, but a little bit of a, a reduction in the hospitalization rate for influenza and also for RSV. Um, uh, and COVID sort of seems to be a little bit blank stable. Just kind of want to remind people like the things that will prevent you from being able to get sick and transmit like COVID, RSV, or the flu to your relatives is fairly simple things. Get a vaccine if you haven't had one and you're not sick yet, so it prevents you from getting sick. Um, wash your hands, cover your cough, wear a mask if you're going to be indoors inside with large gatherings of people at like um, uh, and such, and just do your best to try to protect the people that you love. Um, because I think if you're young, like little babies or older people will be most vulnerable to to having one or more of these things at the same time. Well, this is the best, uh, we Wendy and I were talking, but I also heard this is the best year of uh, getting a flu shot because, you know, it's always a crapshoot, a guessing game, uh, you know, what, what, uh, what variant in uh, flu. And I guess this is really spot on. So get that flu shot because I got the flu in the, I guess it's my second boost or third boost. I can't even keep track, but yeah, I agree. And, and they're saying as high as 97%, Dr. Stately, you could probably correct me. Um, if you, uh, get your shot and especially your no COVID shot, you're not going to die. Yeah. Well, you, you, we can't promise that you're not going to die. Pretty much everybody finds that at some point in time. But um, <laughs> we can promise that you're not going to get sick, seriously sick from COVID, and end up in the hospital or succumb to COVID. <clears throat> but, um, you know, um, it's sad, but everybody meets their bitter end at some point in time. So, you know, not live me. a happy not- life and live it up and spread happiness and joy. Right you know, on. Don't be a Debbie Downer. Go around there, especially this Debbie, time of yeah, year. Yeah. Don't be a don't be a downer of any kind. Debbie or not. Debbie or not. <laughs> Good one. And Helica, I just saw you sneeze there. Are you how are you feeling now? I know you had uh you weren't feeling too good for a while there. Yeah, no, I'm feeling okay. Um just some of my relatives are not doing really good, so it's kind of I guess I'm being a little down about that, but um either way, uh, I'm just, you know, sending prayers and just trying to do my best to stay isolated and pray that you know my people and my community members are you know doing the same and just taking really good care of themselves and drinking a lot of water and saying a few prayers yeah that's a good way good one dr stately i know um you see a lot of things uh year round at the clinic but also this time of year has got to be a little rough too because there's more chances to to be sick, I guess. I don't know. So I just went into the Debbie Downer uh, <laughs> trail right there. But uh, it's got to be daunting for you and your staff, right? Yeah. Well, it's been, you know, the last several months and years have been difficult for our staff. Like, <clears throat> um, you know, the pandemic, COVID, um, and the impact of COVID on healthcare has been um, devastating to large health systems and smaller health systems like mine, like ours, right? Um, uh, because um, people on the front lines, like, you know, it's not just the doctors either. It's like the 
people who you sort of see when you first walk in the place, the registration staff, right? They're, they're stressed, they're burned out. Um, people, relatives, when they come into our clinic, sometimes they forget that the people are there to help them. And I know that they've had a hard day. They've had different challenges and things like that. And I really try to encourage my staff to do things like, remember like people um, have had, you, we don't know what people have gone through to be able to get to the front door and get in the front door. We can probably surmise that a significant number of them have you know, had to take the bus, they might have had to do multiple things, maybe they were late dropping their kids off for school, maybe there were all kinds of challenges. So try to be compassionate. I think one of the things I've been trying to do with my staff and also with my my the relatives who come to our, visit our clinic, I try to remind them like, you know, we're here, we're put on this earth to be good relatives to each other. Let's try to be, give people the benefit of the doubt. Let's yeah. I agree. Uh, Dr. Streetly just froze up there in Helica, but uh, being a good, being a good relative is, is where it's at. And you don't know where, who, what people are, are going through. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's hard. And I think that's just a daily thing. You don't know what people are going through. And so it it's hard to, you know, it's hard to know that. So treat everyone good, you know, and, and, and positive and, you know, it's, it's, I know it's a hard thing to do a lot of times, but, uh, try and do that, especially this time of year when it's so cold and there's so many things going on with illness and stuff and, you know, put some tobacco out there and, uh, I, you know, I'm gonna put some tobacco out there for your family too. And Helica, it, it's, 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 uh, it's a hard time of year. You know, the sun goes away. It's, it's dark earlier. You know, those things, we have to be just uh, really um, nice to people, you know, just to put it in a real simple way, to be nice to people. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Stately's back here. Yeah, Yeah. we're just talking about being nice to people. It's that time of year. You always should be, but you don't know what people are going through in this time of year. It's... Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to try to remember, like, you know, the golden rule is applicable in all situations. And, you know, this will probably be the, one of the only times you'll ever hear me sort of kind of quote anything that has to do with Christianity. But I think it's a human principle, right? It's like treat your relatives and treat the people around you the way that you'd want to be treated. Be humble, be respectful, be kind, be compassionate, generous. And those things will be reciprocated to you, I believe. So. And if they and if they can't be that way, they don't show up that way. I don't think responding with like anger and resentment and all these other things is helpful. I think giving them love and affection anyway or compassion is a good response. They might be in a situation where they never get that. Maybe they're the, maybe you're the one person that's ever going to give them to that, that to them that day. And what an amazing and inexpensive and no cost gift that is. Hey, thanks, uh, Angelica, Ruth Buffalo, and Dr. Stately for stopping in. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake.